What's up, everybody? It is time for Gratitude Unfiltered. I am your host, Joshua T. Berglund, and I am freaking stoked to be here tonight. Hope everyone's doing well. I had to break out some Kid Rock today. I Every morning, I, I, before I start the show, I search for music. I just search for something random to do. And uh, like I, I love to try to find something new and like, is, how does it set the tone? But the other secret is I get freaking nervous before every show because I don't plan what I'm going to say. I don't plan what I'm going to talk about. I just hope that we can do something compelling on the show. So tonight's no different, but I'm really freaking nervous because I'm so inspired by our guest. Um, so backstory really, really quick. Oh, and first of all, first things first, what's up, Facebook? Good to see you. PSTV, thank you so much. iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. So here's the deal. So uh, several months back, I had reached out to our guest about his product, about white labeling his product, and I'm wearing it now. It's Vitamin Patch Club. So I can tell you right now, I have a lot of people that are in the fitness industry that watch this show on the podcast and on Facebook. You guys all know, and you sell supplements. A lot of you own supplement stores, or you have your online stores, or you're selling your Herbalife and your Avacare, and you're selling all of that stuff. What's up, Brad? Good to see you, man. Diana, good to see you guys. And you guys know that you are like not absorbing all of the products that you're taking, right? You guys understand that. And it's frustrating, but like little rats on a wheel, we go back to the, and buy more supplements every single month, hoping that we find the right one. We change pre-workouts every two weeks. Like we're constantly like having to change the products that we take because we, our bodies get used to it. So I was trying to buy as a buyer for this company that was looking to source products. I found Vitamin Patch, uh, the Vitamin Patch Club, and I wanted that product. I wanted this company to white label Vitamin Patch Club and buy it. That's why I reached out to him because of his product because I know it was it's fantastic. But anyway, that that part didn't really really work out necessarily. We we didn't buy. Like it's just it's just it's so innovative the product. But when I learned the backstory of the founder of Vitamin Patch Club, all bets were off. Like I really, really, really wanted to get this guy on the show. So it is an absolute blessing for me to have him on tonight because we're not gonna just talk about Vitamin Patch Club. Because here's the thing, this is, it's to me it's the perfect brand and let me tell you why. Every company in the new millennial, in the new millennial, in the new world, every single company should do what they're doing. And that is have a service-minded approach. It is a company with a purpose. It's not just giving you great products. It's not just, it's just not that. It's also taking profits and going, giving back in the local community, the national community, and the global community. That's what's up. That's a company that I want to support. And yeah, I'm selling out. I typically don't pitch products on this show ever, unless if it's something I truly believe in. I'm over the moon because I put these patches on. I have a three of them. I have the B12, B6, and B9. Amazing patch. Um, I swear to you, the vitamin D3 and vitamin C, amazing product. 
you can feel a difference. I'm telling you, like you feel it. I text him and said, what the heck? I feel like, like I can feel it hitting me. <laughs> like, how is this possible? I've taken more multivitamins over the last 30 years. I used to steal my mom and dad's juice plus. Like I've been taking pills for a long time. No wonder I became a drug addict. Jiminy Christmas. And then of course, biotin. I'm telling you guys right now, I'm I, I I'm selling out 100% for this product. I will put I will take these products, these vitamins, against any vitamin on the planet. So I'm gonna let him talk about this because I'm not educated enough to tell you about it, other than just to say I freaking love it. But it's 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 about what he's doing. It's about what he's doing in the world that inspires me and why I wanted him on the show. So really quick, I'm gonna read you guys just a quick background and we're gonna bring him on. Uh, oh, really quick. Sorry. Uh, Brad, good to see you. Ms. Medina, good to see you. Mary, always good to see you. Brad, Diana, welcome, you guys. Always wonderful to see you. Um, I'm going to read you really quick, and then we'll bring them on. And, of course, radio audience, TV audience, you can join join the conversation at facebook.com slash gratitude unfiltered. Um, that is not what – actually, that was about my lash product. <laughs> Wrong thing. Shane Griffin is a successful entrepreneur has a degree in applied holistic nutrition and is a certified life coach. Originally from Canada, Shane now resides in California. He went from owning nightclubs in Toronto to going through a personal journey from addiction to recovery to now owning some of the largest health-based companies across North America. He is the founder of Vitamin Patch Club. You can go to vitaminpatchclub.com, uh, by the way. The first vitamin patch technology company in North, Mer North America. He feels deeply it is a responsibility to give back socially. He donates his, his and his company's time, awareness, services, and products every month to various charities. Shane Griffin is making the world a better place by giving back globally, nationally, and regionally with charitable division of uh, vitamin, patch, not, vitamin Patch Club. Sorry, He calls it Phil Lunthropy. Oh my gosh, he's going to have to say it for me. I can't say it. The concept of building a business based on giving back. That is a 10,000 foot view, but ground level, he also offers his life coaching and speaking services pro bono to support people going through recovery significant life changes. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a real pleasure. I think his email is going to blow up too, by the way. Um, it's a real pleasure to introduce the one and only Mr. Shane Griffin to Gratitude Unfiltered. What's up, man? What's up, brother? How you doing? That's quite an intro, man. I, I, I just closed the computer here. This is that's pretty pretty special. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, I'm, Listen, I'm, I'm as flattered, I'm as flattered too. Trust me. I'm a, um, I'm a believer, man. I'm, I'm wearing them. I'm loving them. My, my wife stole patches from me, so my supplies are now limited. But she even are. feels a difference. So I listen, and I'm normally this show is not about, about coming here on and selling stuff. But if something works, people need to know about it. And so I, I, I that's why I'm just blown it out. And I, I want to talk to you about Vitamin Patch Club. But let's do it later. First Absolutely. things first. I would love to know what are you grateful for today? Uh, you know, uh, I, you know, family. family I, 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 I love my family tremendously. Um, I've got a very, got a very close on my volume. Volume. There we go. Um, I've got an amazing, amazing set of parents, an amazing older brother, and um, especially in the past couple of weeks, I've become more grateful. I always have been, but even more so because I've been working on a project. I think you've probably seen my posts with this uh, documentary um, about called American Street Kids, 
and it's about youth homelessness. And um, we're just trying to figure out how, what my role is going to be with them uh, and how I'm going to work with them. Um, but I saw the documentary about two weeks ago, and man, you know, the things that we complain about. Try being a kid that was left at six months old on a doorstep, doesn't know who his parents are, no guidance, product of the foster system, and they've survived against all will. So when you look at what you have, Mm. Pretty lucky, you know. We're pretty lucky to be in North America first. Um, Gary Vandercheck has a really great thing. He says, if you're living, you've won the biggest lottery in the world because you could have been a crab, you could have been a worm, you became a human being. And the fact that you beat out another billion sperm to become that human being, you already won a lottery. So what are you going to do with it? You know, and I, I always love that message. But for me, it's grateful. It's my family. And then uh, a very close second is my best friend, Mr. Bronx, my dog, who travels with me everywhere I go, who's a service dog, um, works with me whenever I'm doing talks or when I'm um, I'm advocating for, for addiction recovery or he's even in the airport. He helps people. It doesn't matter. He's my other 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 uh, great thing. And being as far away from my family as I am, um, he's the closest thing I got that is, that is part of my past being with me here in the future. So we're in the present rather. So yeah, I'd say uh, family is first for me, man. Family is first for me. Absolutely. Without a doubt, without a question. Are you able to look at, because obviously I want to talk about the breaking point about when you decided to get sober and when you turn your life around. Um, it usually comes, people talk about rock bottom and all that stuff. Some people say they hit multiple rock bottoms. I think you got to drag, drag along the bottom of the ocean for a while and hit a bunch of rocks, to be honest with you. Um, uh, I've got a very different perspective. I've got a very different perspective on on rock bottom and all of that. I, I think that once, well, my story particularly, I'll get into that. But once you acknowledge that there is a problem, once I mean, you can be you can be ignorant and you can not have a clue, and and really not know. I've met people that don't know they have a problem, you know, um, and they uh, they're not aware. But once they become aware, or once you become aware of that issue, it's like a leaky pipe. You can look at a leaky, you can look at a flood in your floor. You don't know where the water is coming from. How do you identify the problem? But once you recognize or admit or or, or out, speak out that you have an issue, it's kind of up to you to fix it. So I don't think that there needs to be a rock bottom. I think there needs to be an acknowledgement of an issue. And they always say the first step to recovery is admitting you have a problem. Well, that's, yeah, that's great but it's actually more of acknowledging your truth, you know, that this, this, is this how my life is going to be? So for me personally, again, it goes back to that family thing. Um, I won't give the, I'll, I'll give as much of the story as, as, as you want to hear, but the long and short of it is I was a nightclub owner. Um, I don't blame the industry that I was in for the choices I made. I blame it on uh, pre-existing conditions with me. And I don't mean medical. I mean, psychological. I think that I have, I, I, for somehow I'm a gregarious guy and I'm very passionate. I love people and I love to be involved in stuff, but somewhere I was missing a big piece. I was missing some self-worth and some self-esteem. And when you combat those, lo those losses or those, those empty parts of you with whether it be booze, drugs, alcohol, gambling, uh, sex addiction, I don't care fighting, whatever it is, aggression, overcompensation of love, when you fill those gaps with things that aren't of value to you, then you're compounding the problem. So in my case, in the nightclub business, the easiest resource for me was alcohol and drugs. 
Um, but my life I didn't think was that abnormal because I was surrounded by, I surrounded myself, I should say, by people that were also using. So it was our norm. My girlfriends used with me. Um, you know, we, we would go from my club to an after hours back to my house with a group of five, ten people and everybody was using and partying. So it was like my norm. And it was when I sold my nightclubs and I, I, I say migrated back into the regular world. I realized that, that this was not going to end well. Now, I wish it was that easy with me. For about two years, I didn't do anything. I, I hung around my local hometown. I went to the bar. I tried to start a business, but I was not, I didn't have any passion or purpose in it. And I, and I, I, I was as, as frigged up, for lack of a better term, as my partner was. My father even tried to step in and fix that business. But if you don't want to do it, and if you're not committed, you're not going to do it. And then what happened was I had a I had a, a a very difficult breakup with a with a girl that I was was intoxicated with in herself, and um, you know that broke me to a different level. Uh, not an excuse. Again, I knew there might be a problem, but I hadn't identified it. I just figured my life was just a party, right? Uh, and then that summer, that I found out some very devastating news from her, and I won't go into details. I'm not going to tarnish anybody's character. Um, but I found out something devastating and I decided I was going to just change my life. And I thought, this is how you change it. This is the naivety of it. Um, oh, and by the way, that word you're looking for was philanthropeneurship. Thank you so much. For that. Um, I said naivety without screwing it up. So I thought I'd give you one back. But my, in, in my in my naivety, I, I, I actually went, I met a girl in the marina where my boat was. And I, you can see I'm on a boat now. I love my boat. And, uh, and this is a different boat than was in Toronto. But, and I wasn't living on it in Toronto. But... I met a girl, she was a school teacher and barely drank socially. And I figured that's what I need. Somebody not in my life nightclub business. If I date somebody like that, then I'll be fixed. That's <laughs> all it takes, right? Just date somebody. So I pursued this girl for about a month and a half, two months in the summer. We hung out almost every day down on my boat and she was a school teacher. She was off in the summer and I was quite smitten with her. She was only a friend, um, but I was looking for more. And she mentioned in one of our a dinner or group outing with friends or something that she was she really wanted to go back to Greece, <clears throat> but she um, she was a part time school teacher and she didn't have a big contract that year and couldn't afford to go. Never asked me by the way, never asked me. But within, when you're insecure and your self worth is low, your first application or mine was anyways was to acquire people. You acquire their love, right? You impress them. You buy things. So. It was a genuine gesture, but from the wrong direction. And I said, well, geez, I'll take you to Greece. Let's go to Greece. So we got on a plane. We went to Greece. Um, and it was a fairly going to be an extravagant trip. And uh, when I got there, we stayed the first week in her family's village, which was a very small town, not exotic locale, nothing crazy. It had beautiful beaches, but, I mean, everywhere in Greece does. And uh, the one thing she asked me was not to drink and drive when we were there which doesn't sound like a crazy request, right? And uh, the second or third night in, I did, and I wrecked the car. And in wrecking the car, I wrecked myself pretty bad. I fractured my orbital. She wasn't in the car, thankfully, um, but I fractured my orbital. I, I don't know. We, I, I, don't, I don't think I broke my nose, but I was black and blue everywhere through here. Definitely fractured some, uh, definitely bruised or fractured some ribs. Um, I've been injured several times before. I know what a break is. And, uh, and I, I didn't think there was a big deal. I'm like, whatever, the car's insured. Like, I'll get another rental. 
And it wasn't that I actually drove. It was that the next morning I had lied to him. And that was the first time in my life something was taken from me because of my addiction, which I hadn't quantified was an addiction yet. She told me that morning, she said, Shane, I think you're a fantastic guy. I think you have amazingness in you. I think you're a wonderful human being, but I didn't sign up for this and I don't feel safe and I'm not going to go on the rest of the trip with you. And again, that insecure, self-worth, terrible situation, I ended up, you know, saying, well, you're just a B and you're this and this and, you know, you just used me to get over here. And I went on the rest of my trip. But, you know, I had two weeks to think about uh, in a country I didn't speak the language um, what was happening. And I, the mad at her turned into mad at me, turned into disappointment, turned into loneliness, turned into having more drinks by a pool, turning into wandering out of a restaurant drunk by myself. How pathetic is that? Uh, and it, it culminated. So I called a friend of mine from Greece, and I kind of was commiserating, probably a little intoxicated. And I said to him, uh, I said, when I get home, I'm going to go to rehab. I need rehab. And he's like, great, good for you. You know, sure, Griff, you know. Um, and I wish, again, it was that's where the story ended. But I didn't. I got home, and then I figured, I don't need rehab. I just need to not drink for a month, because isn't that what rehab is? 30 days of sobriety, and then you're sober? Uh, so I, I didn't go out for 30 days. I stayed in. And then on the 31st day, I went out. And the 31st day turned into the 33rd day because I stayed out for two days. So I clearly had a big problem. And I was alcohol. And then when I drank, I did coke. Um, well, I've got, uh, like I said in the very beginning of this, what am I grateful for is my family. And I've got a pretty, we're a very close family, um, an entrepreneurial family. So always kind of intertwined with discussions that matter, I say. You know, things about the world. And my parents are very active, in, and my brother is very active also in his life and giving back and stuff. But we always had good conversations. So my brother knew something was off. And I think that one of my friends mentioned to him that every time I get drunk, I talk about rehab. And he, he and his wife, Nancy, jumped in my brother's clint. They jumped into action, really. They, my brother uh, didn't. And, and this, is, this is one of the most clever things um, that I've seen and I learned actually a lot from him. I use it now. I don't know if you studied for to do this or if you would read up on it, but his approach to me was textbook perfect. We had, well, except for the first part, we met up for some drinks. <laughs> um, and, and I think that was more for him because this was going to be a big day for him. I think that was to take the edge off for him more than to get me plied, uh, you know, applying me. I think that was because he was pretty nervous because he was planning a pretty big conversation with his brother. Um, right. So, uh, Long and short, he, he, we were driving in, in my truck and he looked at me and he basically said, you know, and my nickname was Billy. That's what people used to call me. He said, Billy, you know, I love you. And I looked at him and I, and my brother's not a real uh, huggy kind of guy. You know what I mean? He's a very alpha male, very successful business guy. Not that that needs to be the stereotype to be successful, but he is the stereotype. Big right. guy, solid guy, strong guy, great father, you know, strategic, logical get shit done, you know, really, really strong and powerful man that way. So he's not hugging me a lot. And I mind you, I'm also a 37 year old man at the time. So like, it's not like brother, I don't know if he's like supposed to be or not. I don't know what to expect from my only brother I got. I love him for any way I can get him. So, um, he, uh, he just said, I know I love you, man. He goes, look, I, I, I think we can agree that you're a pretty smart guy. So if you think you have a problem, you probably do. He goes, I'm not going to tell you that I'm going to take anything away from you. I'm not going to blah, blah, blah this. It's not one you know, high road or no road. It was, he literally said, look, man, I've got a plane waiting at an airport. If you don't want to go, I'll never bring it up again. That was it. 
it wasn't a guilt trip. It was, I love you. You think you have a problem? You probably do, which is great because that counters to me that I'm not an idiot, that I'm not a total F up. And uh, I looked at him and I said, I want to go. And then we hopped on a jet, came to, I didn't know I was coming to California, checked me into rehab. My parents supported every part of the hardest phone call I ever made to this date. It, it will still get me teary was calling my, my, uh, my parents um, to accept or to tell them that I knew that I was a mess. You know what I mean? It still breaks me up whenever I think about it. Cause I remember my parents were in Florida and my mom, my poor mom, done nothing wrong to everybody in her life is uh, getting this news from her son. You know, he's a screw up. Um, but they supported me hundred percent all the way through. Uh, they flew up to visit me in California. And um, you know, I committed to I just committed to wanting to be a better human being. And, and, and I, learned I learned so much, much at uh, uh, passages as well, non-traditional treatment center, not a 12-step. Right. And to each their own, there's no right way or wrong way. I've got people that have, have, have quit cold turkey and never seen the therapist that I've worked with. And I've seen people that have been in and out of 10 different treatment centers and then one click. So I'm not a proponent of one way or the other way or the highway or any other way. But um, yeah, that was it, man. That was the, I just decided that it was time to change. And I learned in there. You know that that God, this is such a short life, and and I, the one thing they say, don't live with regrets. I think it's quite important to have regrets. I think pretending to not have a regret is lying to yourself. I think we all have regrets, and we should acknowledge them. Do we live in them? No, but but you should remember them because those are lessons. And one of the regrets that I have is that I didn't do it sooner, because I did know for now that I know what I know, I knew for a lot longer than I let on that I had a problem and I, and I wasted some very critical years of relationship opportunities, of business opportunities, of self growth opportunities of the things that we're doing now, giving back and being a better human being and contributing to society in a positive light. I mean, not everybody's doing it. And if this is what my purpose is, uh, you know, as, as a sideline to my business, I mean, it's a product of my business. I have three, I have four products, charity and then what we sell. You know, and it's one of our products. It's, it's it's an outcome of the business. So that's my purpose. You know, damn shame that I wasted two years on it because you don't get that time back. Time is time is an incredibly important currency that I don't think we pay enough time to. I, I did a lecture, not a lecture, just an Instagram post on um, a couple months. Which are brilliant, by the way. Your Thank Instagram, you. your Instagram is off the charts good. It, you know, I, I've started writing again, the more honestly, and then I went, I got away from it a little bit about when I first got Instagram, I didn't know what it was because I was a 39 year old middle guy at school. It was one of the girls in our school that introduced me to Instagram. When I went back to, to become holistic nutritionist, um, I did a, uh, a two year program and like, I think it was like, well, it's supposed to be one year, but I did redid a couple courses and I, I did it in 18 months. Um, we did, we did a fast track. It's supposed to be two year where you were able to fast track it in one year. I took 18 months because I didn't like one of the marks. So I took the course over <laughs> just a little, little perfectionist. Um, so, uh, but it was a girl that she's doing at the very beginning. I used it like a journal, you know, my thoughts. And then you get caught up in Instagram a little bit and you know, you got to reel yourself back in because no social media is real life, but this, but, but the written word stays forever. So every image that's on my, on my uh, Instagram is, is usually current. It's something I've done in the past month or two months. Um, it's me. You, a lot of them, me, when I were going on my workout craziness, there's like 20 workout videos, 
But the words underneath are usually something that's deeply impacted me in the past, you know, usually in the past five to five to seven hours. Like I'll just be like the one I posted yesterday about rise above it and an issue that bothered me last week. And I had a real, a real meltdown, um, something to do with the business. And it, and it was, uh, it was, it was very personal to me. I won't get into the details because it's not relevant to our conversation, but um, I mentioned it to a friend and they said, oh, I just got to rise above it, brother. And I'm like, Oh God, like just why don't I just buy a fortune cookie? That's not, you know, like that's just such BS. Like, you don't write, you don't, how, what do you write? Like cream, cream rises to the top. You know, it's like, these are so cliche. And, and I was, and so I, I thought about it and I'm like, rise above it. Bullshit. I need to sit in it. I need to feel it. I need to be angry. I need to be hurt. I need to be a little distressed. I need to have all these emotions to come because how am I going to grow if I don't utilize these? How am I supposed to support somebody that is going through that if I just skip past it? You know? So I wrote a thing about rise above it. I was sitting at, the juice shop um and, and marina del rey and i was just like oh uh, it hit me and the juice rate i'm like i'll get it in a minute i'm i'm gonna i got a moment here so uh, <laughs> you know you just you do what comes to you so thank you for that I, I put a lot of uh i put a lot of my 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 personal self in that i, so, I want to go back to something you brought up truth speaking your truth you yeah. brought up um your mom that conversation with your parents to tell them that in your words that you were, you know, were a screw up, which I'm, I'm going, is it safe to assume that that phone call was the hardest thing for you was breaking your parents' heart. Is that correct? Yeah. I, I, I revere my parents. I, I know their backstory. I know my mom has had, had to overcome in her life um, to get the success that they've had as a parent, as a business person. I know my father, what he's overcome. I'm very close to my dad's got a very large French Canadian Catholic family and um wonderful people hard friggin working people um and and i mean like if i called one of my uncles down and said i got a problem they'd get on a plane and be here like it doesn't matter like it's a very very loyal and my mom comes from a smaller family but she is extremely close with her sister and my grandfather ironically is no longer with us was a was a very big impact on me in, in very different ways more so now that he's gone actually because you you those those positive memories come back into your pipeline um, and you think about the little things and the little nuances and you, and you notice them in yourself too, by the way. Uh, but yeah, my parents, I hold up on such a, a pedestal, which might not be healthy <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, but I, 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 they've never told me what, that they expect a lot of me in the sense that they've never pushed me in a, in a fallible way to achieve more than I can, but I expect it of myself. They've set a standard with their friendships, with their relationships, with their marriage, um, with their businesses, how they treat people. Um, and and that's that's something to live up to. And when you're recognizing that you haven't, even, even if in their eyes, you're not a mess up, like they've never told me that I was a screw up. They've said like, you know, could have been some better days, <laughs> you know, but never made me feel that way. I felt that way about myself which is even more devastating because that's it's harder to change your own opinion than it is to forget somebody else's. Amen you know, to once that. You have, once you have that wheel going, the saboteur in the back of the head that tells you I'm a piece of crap, I'm no good, I've let everybody down, yeah. that oh, wheel yeah. is what keeps the addiction wheel spinning too, by the way, because then you're never good enough. You can't do it. You won't be able to do it, blah, 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 blah. So uh, that was that was tremendously hard. And it, was just, and it was also they were in Florida and I was in Toronto at the time. 
and my parents are deeply involved in, in, in our lives and have been um, and still are. I talk to my parents almost daily, you know, and they're quick still. Like they're not old, decrepit. You know what I mean? Like they're 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 active and living. And um, it was it was a big disappointment. It felt like I was a, a total f up, you know. And like and and everybody knew I needed help, so it wasn't really, you know. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. sorry. I wanted to ask you a question about that though, because one of the hardest things to do, I think, as a human being. Yet it's the most important is to speak your truth, meaning speak the yeah. truth, like share your story, share your message, talk about the things that hurt you, those secrets, get rid of them, like all of that stuff. And so there's a lot of people that are watching the show that this the theme of this show is is speaking your truth. It's gratitude unfiltered because we get to find the blessings and the, the shit that we go through in life. But there's a lot of people that are that are harboring a secret or they're holding something back and they're afraid to reach out to somebody that loves them or cares about them to tell them to get them out of this prison. They're afraid to tell them because of they don't want to disappoint the person they love. And that fear will keep us in our own little prison forever. Can you talk about right after you shared the news with your family, how you felt in that process right after it? Absolutely. Well, the, the phone call, I had it, I didn't have it planned, but I was like, okay, well, you know, you got to call your parents and tell them you're going to rehab. So you think it would be a pretty simple call. Hey, mom, dad, it's Shane. Um, Clint's got me. I'm on the way to the airport. My buddy Gus was with us too. He didn't get on the flight, but he was, he was, was being a very big support wheel for me too. And I've got a lot of other people that have been, I could do a, a laundry list. Um, my voice cracked. My parents didn't say much except, you know, we support you and, and, you know, let us know when you land and all that, and that we love you. Um, and I, don't, I, I kind of almost foggy, like I don't remember everything they said to me, which, which means that I was really clouded. But after I got off the phone, um, I, I honestly, truthfully, I didn't feel better. Like a lot of people say the weight was lifted. No, no, I didn't feel better until I started doing something to, to, to justify feeling better. So I think that's a lot. I think actually the old saying, actions speak louder than words, that cliche one, I think that's damn true. And I had never told them I was going to quit before. I'd never tried to quit before, but something in me said that you need to earn this back. So when the, 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 when the moment that I felt a sense of that relief that people are striving for when they expose their truth to, mm -hmm. to enter that arena – the moment that I did realistically was whenever they, and I was also a moment of petrified too, was whenever they uh, they pushed the button at the security gate, and I remember this like it was yesterday, uh, and they said, intake for Shane Griffin, 30-day treatment at the security gate, and that's when it hit me, I was going to rehab, and um, I was, I mean, I'd flown across the country, we'd stayed in a hotel for a night before they could check us in, I knew I was going the whole time. But it was at that moment and my body, my autonomic, my parasympathetic systems in my body shut down. Like I started shaking. Like it was, it was, it was, it was that a, a combination of fear and adrenaline and everything. And that's, and I started crying and I was like, oh my God, this is like, holy shit. I'm not holy. This is holy. Uh, but I will tell you that was also my proudest moment and my strongest moment because you can't, can't hide from that. Yeah. That's one of the first things that I got exposed to, which was absolute raw emotion that helped, you know, that really, really projected me to the next level. So um, the, the right after the phone call, I wish I could tell anybody that's a listener here 
but I won't lie to them that it doesn't make you feel better right away. No, you got to do some work, guys. You got to you got to make it real. Telling somebody you love them, great. You should every day. Show them. Show them. You know, we we, we do this in in the advocacy programs with uh, with with Vitamin Patch Club. I have people DM me all the time, all the time when they see that I'm doing something like for the fires. We did a lot for the the first first uh, responders, and I say a lot. Again, speaking our truth, I went to Costco and picked up a couple truckloads of water, drove to the command center and unloaded it. It's really not a lot compared to what they're doing for us. First responders, not just during wildfires, every friggin' day. You know, it took me three hours of my day. Three hours. A football game. Are you kidding me? But I had people DMing me saying, oh, this is awesome. What are you doing? I'm inspired. I'm inspired. I want to help. I want help. I said, I'm going to be at Costco tomorrow too. Can you make it four? My kid's got soccer. Pull your fucking kid out of soccer. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Teach the kids something really valuable. My kid's got soccer. I can't. Can we do it? No, I'm doing it at two. Two's the time. Or do it at four on your own. You don't need me. I didn't have anybody come with me. So there's a thing with this. I, I joke about it. I say, you know what the definition of inconvenient is? Inconvenient. To do good is never going to be convenient. To improve yourself is never, it's not going to come on your timeline. You can't plan for tragedy or success. You can, you can, you can, you can try to strategically plan for success, but it doesn't always work. But it's it's inconvenient. So you want to help, sacrifice something. And it's not hard. My father was in town last year for Thanksgiving. I was booked to do the midnight mission to serve food, which is a celebrity thing. I should be there 15 times in the year, not the once on Thanksgiving, truthfully speaking. I go on Thanksgiving because it's a big event and it's good and I get to meet some people and I network and it's very well organized and they're grateful to have us and I like being there, right? And I and, and the U.S. Thanksgiving, I'm Canadian. It's not my Thanksgiving, so I'm not cracking turkey that day usually anyway. <laughs> so... We have ours a month before. So my dad and mom had flown out to visit me. And um, and I said to my, he said, well, what are you doing tomorrow? I said, I've actually booked to be at the 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 uh, Skid Row to do uh, some work. And he said, he said, oh, I'll come with you. Guy's on vacation. You know, that's just action. That's just action. He could have gone golfing. He could have gone to the beach with my mom. He could have gone shopping. He could have laid in bed. Picked him up at 6 in the morning. We were there at 7.45. We served till noon. Came back. Picked up my mom. Went to a beautiful lunch. Still didn't didn't disrupt our day really any, except that we felt great. But my dad also, I mean, my father, who's, you know, at that point, 72-year-old man, 71-year-old man, looked at me when we got off the highway and Highway 10 going up to Skid Row. And until you've seen what that looks like downtown LA, it is a war zone. Yeah, People do not. This is, a, my dad said, this, and we're, our country isn't perfect. This is not. This is not preaching up to Canada in any way, shape, or form. But the 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 sheer volume of that homeless we don't have because we don't have the population, right? We've got ten percent of America's population, so you don't see twenty city blocks. You might see a row along a fence, right? You know, we call it tent city in Toronto, where there might and, and Toronto's you know the third largest city in North America. So it's not like there's a small population there. There's I think four or five million people. Right. It goes New York, L.A., Toronto, Chicago in size. So, I mean, we have a homeless issue, too. But L.A. is just dynamic. And my dad looked at me in the car and he said, 
this is America. Like this is this is three blocks from the city bank, the USA Bank building. Yeah. What the? So when we look around, I mean, I'm overwhelmed with what we what 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 we should be doing. Like, how are we not doing more as a human being? This this idea that we're of different races and we're one race, the human race. Get our shit together and start helping each other. Like, help anybody that needs it when they need it. I, 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 because of this amazing documentary I've seen, and, and I'm going to plug it a lot because they're trying to get national syndication. Um, American Street Kids. Uh, uh, I, I went to it again last on Tuesday night this week for their their national nationwide release. Because of that video, about ooh, last week sometime, it was pouring rain, uh, which doesn't happen often in LA, but it was pouring rain, and I don't know. I felt like a hostess cupcake or something. So I got up and I put on my little hoodie and I went out to the truck and I live on a boat, as you know. So, you know, walked down the dock and I got all wet and I went to the gas station with the overhang and I saw a young kid there with a sign. And I learned something in this documentary. Don't just, I mean, spare change. They call it spanging, by the way. Spare change. Going to beg for spare change is called spanging. Learned that from the documentary. But they said, you know, giving is one thing. But uh, in the Q&A after the video, they said, well, you know, what can you do to help? And they said, you know, look a person in the eye and say hello. Ask them their name. Like you would somebody at the bank. Treat somebody like a human being. Spare change, yeah. Sometimes don't give any change if you don't got it because not everybody can afford it. And I get that. But everybody can afford a hello. So I stopped outside because I just learned that, you know, and we're all learning. And I stopped the guy and I said, hey, man, it's a really cold night out of here. I go, how are you doing? And he stood up and he goes, I'm doing okay, man. He goes, you know what? I got a, I got a dry spot to hang out. They're letting me stay here. And I said, yeah. I said, can I get you anything to drink inside a coffee, something to warm me up? You know, I think he's like, no, I'm good. I got a tea right here. Somebody gave me one a while ago. I said, that's great. We talked for an hour, for an hour at the gas station. It was two in the morning. I had, I was working. I had a hostess, an hour. And you know what? I learned the guys from the kids from Iowa, or originally from California, and then went to came back from Iowa. He's a artist. He wants to perform. He has uh, he's been in studio, but he's writing lyrics now. He had met a producer recently. He's got an Instagram page, but he doesn't have a phone to update it. Um, like I learned a ton about this guy, and he was actually older than I thought. I thought he was about nineteen twenty, but he was twenty seven years old. And you know, and when I left, he gave me the biggest embrace. The biggest embrace. And 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 I, people were walking, and I look like this, okay? Don't forget, my beard was actually an inch longer, and I'd been working all day, so it was all scraggly. I was wearing one of my flannel shirts open to, like, here, right? I'm an old gray dude. So it looked like two homeless guys chopping it up, really, right? right. But my point is, it's everywhere to help. We all have the opportunity to do it. And, 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 and if we just got past this classism and this other bullshit that we put that we that we pile on as an as a barrier to helping, like you know, white, black, brown, Chinese, gay, straight, lesbian, it doesn't matter. We all have a beating heart, and it's going to stop beating one day. But don't let it beat stop beating before you die, because there's too many cold sons of bitches walking around that are just that that just don't care. And there's amazing, and I should preface this: there are some amazing people that 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 I look up to that that are doing what I, my goals are to do, you know, like, like Richard Branson's one of my heroes, you know, my, my, on my vision board, it is, you know, that's why I say that our goal is to donate amount to, to provide a million dollars a month with the business. That's what one of the, the targets are. Cause that's what his goal was in 1991. And it was to the environment. 
You want to do a million dollars a month to the environment. So I've taken a page out of his book. Um, and I hope that I'm not in the monetary success. I mean, I'd like to be that successful, but I, the impact. I think if you put impact first, everything else follows. You know, and that's and that's that's really the perhaps best of Vitamin Patch Club. That's the reason that we have that that I did the company. I mean, we talked earlier, and I won't do a solid, hard pitch. The product honestly you speaks. Know, listen, to please, please. I, I want you to talk about the product because there's a lot of people that are just now joining, and you have to go back and watch the whole thing because everything, um, you, you know, that's been said so far is like is is amazing. But the other thing that's really really important is this product. Because I'm one of those people, and I'm going to share it again for the new audience. I'm t I waste so much money on vitamins. I, I I remember literally going into my parents' medicine cabinet and stealing their Juice Plus. Like that yeah. was, and I started taking vitamins so early. Like I can be broke, and I'm going to find a way to buy vitamins or a pre-workout, knowing that. I'm not really getting, I'm not absorbing all of it. I can see it in the, how my my body reacts to it. I yeah. I wanted the, to try the, this product because I believe in it. I know it makes perfect sense. A, a patch that will feed you your vitamins and it absorbs through the bloodstream. And oh, by the way, it's the same technology that those uh, nicotine patches use. So the delivery exactly. is off the chart. So I've never taken a I've taken a B12 shot, maybe felt something. Um, I've taken B12 supplements all day, every day. They never do anything. I put the B12 patch on, I text you and said, Oh my god, is this supposed to work already? No. <laughs> like, it's, is it supposed to happen that fast? You know, it depends a lot on pores, it depends on the person, depends on the activity level, the deficiency level. But ultimately, man, thank you, Sam. That's very kind of you to say, brother. Um I, uh, I, I, here's, I can go off in about a thousand different directions of this, but here's the common sense approach, I right? <laughs> I'm a nutritionist. I think to be able to solve a problem, you have to identify the problem. You have to learn the problem. So for the past three and a half or four years, I've been working with people originally in my other business, Whole Life Balance, which is a, uh, a nutritional wellness company. And we have uh, we have stores, and in the storage, you can come in and do everything from fitness to to nutrition to vitamin IV infusions, which is where I I learned about you know higher rates of uh, of nutrients and, and delivery mechanisms. And one of the things that I found out about a lot is there's two problems: people that want to eat better have to can't afford it, and people that are taking too many supplements. They're taking more supplements to make up for the lack of quality of food, so the supplements cost outweighs it. So I looked at an average protocol that I was doing for customers, and I could get their food. I can actually teach people to shop right and not spend a lot more money. That, that we can do. But the level of nutrients that is found in our food today is much less than it was 70 years ago, 60 and 50 and 40 years ago. We've, we've hey, Pardon me? Is that from bad soil, basically? Or? Yeah, it's, it's, it's from how we treated our environment. It's um, it's from pesticides, and even an organic farm is still churning the same soil. We've got uh, pollution in the air, which hurts and hinders our nutrient density in the soil. We haven't taken great care of this earth. You know, we just haven't. I think, you know, I, I won't get into political argument with anybody about global warming or climate change. Fact of the matter is the earth is in shit, and either we're going to fix it or not, and we can blame it on the world, or we can blame it on the people in the world. I don't care. The problem is still the same problem. 
Take your blame whoever you want. We still have to fix the problem. But that's a different topic, a different conversation. I'm also very passionate about the environment. So um, uh, nutrient density is not there. So I can teach people how to eat better, but they're still not going to get what they need. Because we have a lot of people on our Facebook, a lot of trolls, you know, they'll be like, if you just ate right, you wouldn't need nutrients. I'm like, yeah, if everybody was a nutritionist like I am and knew exactly what their body needed and had a protocol and knew exactly what their deficiencies were by doing a standardized test to themselves or blood samples every week, absolutely. But you know what? 80% of the population doesn't know that. And they don't know, you know, so that's the first issue. The second issue I've, I'm telling customers, I'm telling people that I care deeply about, okay, this is what you need because you're really low on your food source and you're not eating perfectly all the time. And who does, by the way, I've got a, I've, those hostess things. I got another bucket over here. You know what I mean? So like okay. I have cheat days. I'm not, there's no perfection's a myth. So you eat as best you can. And sometimes you're going to grab pizza and a, and a, and a ballpark at the, uh, a Frank at the, the hot, at the ball game, you know? You're just not going to be right all the time. And if you're deficient, you're deficient. So the supplements I'm asking people to take, and I knew this from the nutrition and doctors know this, and we've known this for years, you get 20, 20% absorption maximum. That's just the game. That's the digest. That, and that's, that's not, that's not shitting on, by the way, any of the nutrient companies. That's how our biological body works. Our digestive tract is designed to break down foods, filter through the liver before it gets absorbed into your body. So every, every vein in my stomach leads to my my um, my portal vein and that portal vein. So all of them are connected like a highway to one big vein and that goes in your liver. And your liver's job is like security. You're in, you're out, you're in, you're out, you're in, wait in line, you're in, you're out. And when we use um, inorganic or supplements, which are called active ingredients, the body can dif di differentiate that in the bloodstream from vitamin C from an orange. Real Okay. Real. So, yeah, it knows the difference from ascorbic acid in supplement form and vitamin C that's coming through, also attached to the fiber and also attached to the pulp and orange juice. They sneak in through other ways. And those are, by the way, absorbed in your, in your, uh, in your microvilli, in your stomach. They break into the bloodstream. They go into your liver. And they pass through. And they, that's great. The good food gets to your body. Right? But the nutrients were peeing out. So I know this. Now, we talked about truth. We talked about me in recovery, wanting to help people and being honest. How am I looking some guy in the eye who's got three kids working his butt off and saying, look, you need to buy 9,000 milligrams of vitamin C so that you can get the six, 600 milligrams you need. Right. Right. So you're paying for the full bucket. You're only getting a small percentage of it that you do need and you're peeing out the rest. And I'm like, I'm lying to these people. And then the other thing that I want to do with them is I'm like, well, maybe I'll give you a vitamin IV infusion. And that's great. And we can give them a vitamin infusion. That's 285 bucks. You know, so that's great for a lot of my high-end clients. But again, this separation gap of the wealthy and the poor is getting bigger. Middle class is kind of gone. So who's paying for that drip? The wealthy. The other 99.9% .9 of us can't afford it. If I didn't have my own store, I wouldn't get one because I couldn't afford it, even though it is a marvelous thing. So me and my haste and anger, um, I get emotional. And I was I was closing one of my businesses down and it was a very upsetting time. Lost a lot of money and I was feeling sorry for myself and I was eating Domino's pizza for a week straight. It's actually when I started growing my beard, ironically, because I was like, ah, I'm not even going to shower. I'm not even leaving my house. And I was like, 
you know, feeling really bad for myself as, you know, I'm living in LA with my awesome dog, going to the beach and have a boat. I'm feeling bad for poor Shane, you know, kind of pathetic in and of itself. But I was upset, put a lot of work into the business and it didn't work. Yeah. And um, I gave myself, uh, and this is some free self-help for you guys that are watching. Um, this is actually one of the lectures I give. I'll give you a little piece of it. I say there's, uh, there's you can't lie to your own eye. That's the, the, the title of one of my lectures. We have a saboteur in the back of the head telling us what's wrong all the time. All the time. It's kicking us down. We're wrong. We're wrong. We're bad. We're not good. We're not good. We're not good. We're not good. You might think you're fat. You might think you're lazy. You might think you're slow. You might think you're ugly. Say that to yourself in the mirror. I challenge you. Look yourself in the eye and tell yourself you're fat, lazy, and stupid. Try it. You won't be able to do it. You can say it in your head till you're blue in the face. I can say it to you right now, Josh. I can look at you and say I am, I am lazy and I can work harder. If I go look at myself in that mirror right there, and I try to attempt to say the same thing, I'm either going to smirk or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to excuse myself. I'm gonna, you, it's a very challenging thing to lie to yourself verbally like you're having a conversation. People think you're crazy because you're talking to yourself. No, no, you're understanding yourself. So I did that. I said, I'm going to go talk. And I, and I said, you know, where did you really screw up? Long and short, I wasn't lazy. I wasn't an idiot. I wasn't a screw up. What I was, I, I picked a bad location. And I didn't do enough due diligence. And I opened a bigger store than I needed. That's the truth. That's what happened, right? So I said, time to change then. Tomorrow morning, you're getting back in the gym. You can get back on your regular nutritional protocol. And you're going to quit that smoking thing. Because I was still a smoker, right? So I got on my little bike and I pedaled down to CVS Pharmacy. And I walked in and I said, I need some of those Chantex. They're like, you need a prescription for Chantex. And I said, well, I've got a doctor's office. Let me call my doctor, right? Because I was a partner with a medical practitioner. And they said, oh, it's 11 o'clock. You can't call in an order. I'm like, but I need it now. I'm the well, these got to get it done kind of guys. She's like, sir, may, can I just maybe advise you to get a nicotine patch? I said, all right, where are they at? Show me where they're at. And she walks me down the aisle. And I, as, 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 as truthful as anything is in this whole conversation, she pulls out the nicotine patches. She holds them up. And all behind her was the aisle of vitamins. It was like these were superimposed on a bottle in my mind. And I looked her dead in the eye and I said, why don't we do vitamins that way? And oh. she just looked at me and she said, I don't know. And I said, I got to go. She's like, well, I said, I got to go. I got to go. So I went back to my office and I worked for like 36 hours straight. I started, and by the way, to anybody that's wondering, I didn't get the nicotine patches. I quit a year and a half later on my own. Uh, cold turkey. <laughs> no. um, so I didn't quit that day. I got, I got, I got diverted. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I just, why aren't they? And then I started, you know, walking through, I went online and I went to the United States Department of Health and Science database and I said, is there any data that shows that this is effective and works? And my God, there's 1,600 reports that are scientific studies that show the transdermal is more effective than oral, better than first. And I'm like, why the hell hasn't, I, I can't be that smart. Like, I honestly can't be that smart. It's not possible. I know me. I know me well, right? So I'm like, there's got to be a, there's got to be a problem somewhere. And I couldn't find one. I got no roadblocks, no barriers. The only issue that I saw, the only one is the cost to manufacture a pill is a fraction of the cost to sell a patch. So my margins are much less than a pharmaceutical company or a supplement company making a powder or pill or potion. Because That's you're the only it's inexpensive. It's inexpensive. It's inexpensive. It's inexpensive. It is. It's $29.95. Well, 24 bucks if you if you buy the subscription and it makes perfect sense. We drop it at we drop ship it to your door every day. You can mix and match. If say you did say you did a prescription of vitamin D or what we call our wellness patch, 
right? And you're like, and say, we, we do encourage you wear them every day, people, because that's how it works. But if you go away, you forget to bring them with you, whatever, you can swap out that product for our energy patch next, which is our B12, B6. Then we call our biotin, our beauty patch. So it's a very easy process. And, you know, the barrier of entry is not expensive. 25, 24 bucks, basically, for a month's supply of 30 days of them. And, you know, they work. And the bottom line is they work. And look, part of my language is fuck everything else. Because if there's not, if you're not solving a problem, then there's no point in doing it. And the only barrier that we have is a lot of people don't realize this is a problem, which I'm kind of telling them there's a problem, which most people don't want to hear. They don't want to know they've been doing it wrong. And you're not doing it wrong. Let me speak to you people. You're not doing it wrong. We've been sold a bill. We've been sold it wrong. And and I, I was just as shocked as you were. And I promise you, I'm not that friggin' smart to have created a whole better way to do it. And uh, and thank you, Brad. Appreciate that. That's awesome, dude. Um, so uh, I, I just couldn't find a barrier to, to prevent me from building the product. And then I went out and I started building it. And, and we got our testing samples done. And um, would you say effective for chronic illness? Yeah, I'm just going to answer that question because that's an important one to answer. Look, it, it depends on what chronic situation you have. Diverticulitis, Crohn's, or colitis, absolutely, it's very good. Biatric bi surgery, absolutely very good because they can't absorb the nutrients. Um, if somebody has severe anemia or is anemic that has really coagulated lower, lower B12, we're not the product for you because you're so deficient that what we're giving you is a daily dose to be able to maintain a lack of deficiency. If somebody is severely sick, then the best best method of approach is probably going to be vitamin IV infusions that you would have to get at either hospital or doctor's office. I just want to be, um, I, if I've been told I can't absorb nutrients properly, that's probably a digestive tract issue. So if it's a, di and, it's, and that's Andrea, Andrea, thank you for the question. Um, usually if we can't absorb, it's a pH balance issue in our stomach could be, or you see you're too acidic. Um, and if you're too acidic and you break down the nutrients too fast, they dispose in your stomach before the bile can protect them for your small intestines. So you don't even get that 20%. And in fact, if you look at stats online, we have a large portion of our population is too acidic as it goes. I was anemic, but I tested normal low. Okay. So yeah, we, I, I would, I would encourage you to try one. I'll tell you what, I'll give you, I'll give your crew, I'll give your crew something. Do you mind if I look at something on my phone real quick so I can give everybody that's watching? Yeah. I want, Andrea, I want Andrea to get this. I'm going to give you guys a code. This is I got to awesome. see what current, I got to see what current discount codes. We change them every once in a while. So I got to see what codes I have and I'm going to go in and I'm going to give everybody online a code right now. Discount codes. Just open it up. Apologize about this guys. It's for no, your this best. Is awesome. I can't believe you're doing this. This is cool. So I want to give audience. Yeah. I I swear by this product. I I never have people come on here to pitch anything other than what they're doing in the world. And that's what he just talked about. So if you're just now joining us, please watch from the beginning. But I really swear by this because all of you who are buying vitamins every month, I'm not going to knock any companies. Actually, there's some no, I will. No, there's no there's but, a lot of honest people doing good work. And and, and yeah. sorry to interrupt you. I'll, I'll give you the code. Uh, it's VPC. V is in Victor. P is in Peter, see it. Well, V is in vitamin, P is in patch, C is in club. Uh, 15 off, one five off. I want to give you 15% off anything on your first purchase. So that's even that's another five bucks, so 20 bucks to try our stuff out. Apply it to the three month trial and get your best your best savings possible. Oh, look at you. You are fast, brother. Um, and not to cut you off, because I also want, again, we spoke about truth, and my whole business is built on being honest, giving yeah. back, and making an impact. 
So there are some things we can't do in patches. There are some things that you're going to have to get um, in, in, in an organic state or else uh, through an oral state. Um, a couple heavy metals will not transfer through. Magnesium is an example. Magnesium we can't do. The, the, the size of a magnesium molecule is too big to enter through our pores and our hair follicles to absorb into our circulatory system. So there's a lot of people out there that are catching this wave right now that are following and doing similar products like us. And I got to be honest with you, some of them are lying to you. So I'm not, again, I'm not going to disparage anybody's stuff, but just make sure you know what can work and what can't work. I think I lost your video. There you are. No, You're back. Back. <laughs> I hit the wrong button. This is no what problem. happens when you're producing your own show. Um, <laughs> I'm a huge fan. And again, I, I'm not, I, I just, what I love about this is because I know how much money I, I go to the supplement store. I love doing it. I love to see what's new because I have to trick my body into the product working and all that other bull crap. But I, I went, the three vitamins that you sent me are the vitamin D3 and the vitamin C, the biotin, the B12, B6, and B9. Like th these are vitamins that I pay for, and they never work. I'm never happy with them, and I felt this day one, and I, that's why I want you to, to talk about the product so people understand why it's different. Um, so, yeah, thank you for that very very much, and thank you for giving the promo code too. I want to know I'd like to so, – like, you know, we're, we're, we are – this is the thing too, and, and, you know, we're really – I had to get out of my own way. I don't know if you're familiar with a TV show called The Prophet. Yes, sir. Okay, so you know Marcus, I had the opportunity to speak with him, and he got me out of my own. And it was a very, very engaged conversation. It was I bought it at a, at a charity auction to be able to get an hour of mentoring, uh, and his show is brilliant. And and what he does is smart, and he's smart. And he told me to get out of my own way on something. Uh, you're very welcome, Lotus. Um, he told me to get in my own way on something. I used to kind of hide behind our giving back a little bit. I posted on my personal page, and we have a little page dedicated on Facebook. He said, "You need to tell your audience from now on." who you are at your, pardon my language again, but your fucking core. Because people are either going to believe in you. There's a hundred companies that are making patches like us. They have to know the person behind it. And I had to really do a lot of self-work on this because it feels like I'm bragging if I say how great we're doing with stuff. But no, what we're doing is empowering, we're inspiring, and we're showing our true colors. And our true colors are that if we can give, a, if we care as much about people we do not know all over the world, and in our, in our local backyards and in our cities and in our nation and our country, if we're exposing ourselves to all of that as often as we are, I don't know how we would not care about our customers and our product and delivering the goods because I am on a bigger mission than Vitamin Patch Club. When I say I want to change the world, I literally want to change the world, bro. Like, I don't want – I'm going to bro out on you here. I don't want to just make a light impact. I want to have a, I want to have a, a tsunami of kindness come out of – my company globally, I have a 10,000 foot view of this becoming its own foundation where we're working with people everywhere, every day, all the time, having a whole division that is a nonprofit section, but isn't a nonprofit like the charity 501c3. Like we're just dumping a million dollars into it a month because we can to build shit for people, to make things happen. Because quite frankly, not in, the world is not doing it. Our governments are not doing it. It's not popular to go help a homeless youth on the street, a dirty kid on the street. It doesn't seem popular. We did this amazing thing for um, congenital heart disease in children in Nashville. I knew nothing of the disease. I'm blown away by the work these guys are doing now. A husband and wife group out in Nashville that that their son was born connected to congenital heart. They raised We raised $80,000 collectively to make a 3D printing machine at a hospital that allows people to change 
the surgeons to not break open the chest cavity to find out the problem with the kid. Rate of rate of lifespan is increased by 38% on these kids because they got a 3D friggin' printer. A printer. A printer. And we were part of that. I mean, if that doesn't evoke an emotion for you to want to be a better human being by being around that. So my, my biggest message to people that are watching this, and again, thank you for tuning in, is just get out and do something. Do anything. Just be better. Make an impact because it's not hard. And I swear on everything that is holy in this world, and I'm not a religious man, but anything that is holy to you, if you can make a little impact, you are going to feel it. And I believe in our bodies that we, we, we feel good, we crave more good. It's like, it's like, it, it, it's metaphysical that if you're, if you wake up, it's like working out. When you work out for like two weeks straight, you got to go to the gym, right? Yes. When you wake up and you, and you're, and you set an intention every day, you crave that intention and success. So there's all of these things that we can do. And one of them is just helping people. It's such a simple thing to do. It's insanely simple. Five minutes, hold the door for somebody. Look somebody in the eye and say, happy holidays. I hope you have a great one. It's literally nothing. It takes nothing. And we can change the world. I mean, literally, we can because the, the people that are in control of all of the shit that we think is important. And granted, yeah, we need policy. Yes, we need, a, we need you know, uh, e-commerce e and commerce change. And we need peace in countries. And we need dictators gone. And we need all that. That's above my pay grade. I, I'm not there yet. But all of us along here, the people that are just living like we're living on a daily grind, we're the ones in the trenches. It's exactly, it's like what we eat, we crave. If you eat too much, if you eat junk potato chips and crap carbs, you want that all the time. So I just think that if everybody in the trenches looked beside each other and realized that it doesn't matter if you're driving a Bentley or a bulldozer, you're still in that same mass group. There's, there's very few that are elite making the big decisions, but we can make the impact decisions together. And if nothing else you get from this talk, I love my product. It speaks for itself. I swear on everything that is good. If you buy it, if you like it, you're going to love it. Like I, I know that because it does work. Yes. But more importantly, be part of a, a, a purpose. You know, And I believe that if you're going to be buying supplements and you want to improve your own health and you want to feel better about yourself on a daily basis to be aligned and partnered with the company that's doing that. I would prefer to be a partner with a company like that. And by the way, there's more businesses that are doing this. A great example of this. Uh, and I had the luxury of meeting Keith also is Tom's Tom's shoes, right? That guy's, that guy's majestic. You need to get him on your show. He's uh, what he has done with providing us every pair of shoes is provided to a person without shoes. He's kind of one of the, him and Branson and a couple of the people that have had the opportunity to talk to and, and learn from they're the ones that inspire so i don't know i get i get really animated about this shit because i just think that it needs to be it needs to be bragged about as much now as what dumbass dumb, and i'm gonna call ourselves dumbass because we both were young men at one time and probably bragged about something very inappropriate oh, you know yeah. we we've made i've got a th i've got more mistakes than i have than i have non-mistakes you know what i mean but my yes. point is <laughs> this is something to be proud of. All the shit that you do as an adolescent and you're dumb and my car's faster than your car or that. Oh my God, who cares? This is the shit that makes a difference. And we can do it. That's the thing. We can friggin' do it. Like it's us. You know? Yeah, buy a pair, give a pair. That's exactly right, brother. That's that was his thing. And that guy's brilliant, dude. He's awesome. And now, now he's got a huge mission for uh for um, uh, registration, gun reg registry, whether we're for or against guns. Again, I don't want to get into political, but 
uh, this guy moves mountains. So if he think if it's if it's supposed to get done, this guy's gonna. He's pretty intelligent, some bitch, some bitch. <laughs> so that was very yeah. Oklahoma of you. I didn't know they yeah. said that. Yeah. Um, dude, that, that part of Canada. You've truly expressed everything that I hoped that you would express because I would have talked about your product without having you on the show. But when I, again, when I saw what you were up to and what you were doing in the world, I, it inspired me. And then again, I want to say this again, go check out Shane's Instagram. It is freaking awesome. Like the stuff that you're writing is, is inspiring as anything else. Are you speaking on, like, are you a motivational speaker too? Are you on this? Yeah, so I, I, I don't have as I haven't had as many opportunities to do what I want to do. I do when when we say pro bono. So on Tuesdays, every Tuesday I donate my time. So I either work with people that need help and right. particularly addiction. So Tuesdays is the day that my office knows not to bother me. I only keep about five or six clients when I'm doing life coaching at a time, and it's all pro bono. It's usually word of mouth. I don't advertise any of this stuff, and I very seldom speak on it actually. So this is kind of a unique position for me to be in. But I, um, I, I usually get reached out from people that I've known from the past. They're like, dude, how did you do it? And it's, I could be really, you know, dude, I, I stopped ordering drinks. <laughs> you know, I didn't, if I don't have one, I want to have 30. But um, there's, there's a process that people need work with on that. So that's the Tuesdays. The lecturing I did whenever I'm, like I said, I didn't go to 12 step, but I've been invited to speak at a, at a bunch of different organizations for that. Um, and I do have two big speaking engagements up. I'll talk about one that's very important to me um, because I'm involved as a sponsor level. We, uh, we, we, we do a program out in Jamaica in the grill in Seven Mile Beach. It's called Tomorrow Today, Tomorrow Today Culture Fest. And my, my friend Andrew is, and his wife Stacy are the curators of this and the owners of it. And it's a culmination of music conference and wellness conference retreat in the same week. In the week, you get up in the morning, there's meditation, self-awareness, yoga, high-intensity interval training. It's real fitness, not just stretching people. It's an amazing program. And then throughout the day, there's activities to do. About six or 700 people come to this event every year. It's in its third year. They just got nominated also, which I'm really proud of Andrew for. So kudos, hats off to you, brother. Uh, for Vegas X Live for the most socially conscious uh, festival in the globe, globally, which is huge for the third year. Um, that's an amazing accomplishment. And we've been a sponsor from it from day one. I bring the health and wellness to it. That's what my job is. So that Stacy curates everything. Andrew's wife, I don't want to take credit where it's not due, but I make sure I put the bodies there. I get them on a plane. I fund it. I fund that section. That's the truth. Um, so Vitamin Patch Club is there again. And this year they've asked me to be a tribe speaker. So in the mornings you do self-work and motivation. And then the next thing, is you go and you listen to these. Well, we had uh, last year was um, Montel Williams. The year before that was David Avocado, David Avocado Wolf, um, a gentleman oh, Chris Hawk. Oh, I was like, wow. Yeah, Dave, David Avocado Wolf. He's he's dope. He's dope. He's a good guy. Um, and then we had Chris Hawk last year, and I'm I've been invited to speak this year, which is a huge treat for me because it's it's really these are Andrew used to promote for me in the nightclub days, and to see that full circle. Where now we're supporting each other on this pathway of of helping people and, and being positive and a positive impact and influence is, is grateful. You mentioned that the opening top of the show, very grateful. And then um, the other speaking engagement I have, I don't we don't have a title for it yet, but uh, that's in early April. And and the the tomorrow today is the last week of April, 30th of April to May 7th, I believe is the dates. It's in Jamaica, Seven Mile Beach. It's friggin' stunning too. Um, and then early April, I'm in North Carolina speaking at a lecture. 
and a conference that is put on by my good friend Shannon Rush. And he is a badass ex-Navy SEAL, um, wounded war, or, uh, a warrior's heart is his lecture. He speaks all around the world, uh, basically really breaks down what Hell Week is and and how you can and how you can take what they had to do from Hell Week and Navy SEAL camp and how how it's not not thinking three months down the road. It's thinking next minute for them. Like I've got to get through this minute. Imagine one full week of counting each minute. You have to be positive and powerful each minute, not wistfully through the day like we do. It's like, oh, I got a big meeting in two hours. Or like me when I was coming on your show, I'm going to be on the show, better get ready. Ha <laughs> ha. You know, like every minute <laughs> is painful and hard and the guy gets through it. So I'm very fortunate to be speaking at that. Um, and I don't have the exact dates and I apologize. I'll get it to you before post-production comes up for this. Um, other than that, yeah, I'm open to, I'm open to speak. I don't usually charge, uh, provided there's not a lot of travel or necessity for me. Um, I have several different topics and, and provide that, that, that speaking deck to anybody if they're interested. Um, yeah. And then the, the, the other outreach work that we do that I do personally is just for my, it's for my own self-worth. It's to know that I'm making impact on people and that's friends that, you know, need, need, need coaching. And, uh, most of our other charitable time is donate, donate, dedicated to causes this year. We've already done. Uh, this month already, we did Autism Speaks, a uh, big charity gala with Chloe Ture, who's a very good friend of mine, um, and a very successful model, and she brought 20 of her other very successful models down, and we did this wonderful walk. I think she raised about nine grand. So again, the other thing, too, that's interesting about this raising money and stuff, every little bit counts, right? Me dropping off water to the fire department during the, the, the command center cost me $80 at Costco each trip that I made, 80 bucks. Can afford that. She raised nine grand. I'm a part of a cystic fibrosis charity that my mother's been co-chair of for 15 years, where we do about 400,000 at each each dinner table or each each uh, each event between three and 400. I don't know the exact number. She's going to be listening to this, correcting me probably, going, "Not that much, Shane. It's 302." <laughs> you know, um, she she'll have it to the penny. But um, we do that, so it doesn't matter your scale. Like you see some of these people that are doing great epic things, and they get the press, and they get everything. But then there's the people that are just, you know, given given a sandwich out of a truck. Yeah, that helps. So you can do anything. You can start anywhere. You can help anyone. We all need it, bro. We all need help. All not of one us. of us is getting through this life on skates without support from another human being. So why not be the one that leads by example? You know, make an impact. I it's it's inspiring, man. I, I just I um I'm humbled that you came on. Um. And I, I obviously I think you have a bunch of new fans of Vitamin Patch Club, but more importantly, you have fans of you, people that well, may that, not. That's kind. You. No, we, we can't we can't be an inspiration unless we're once inspired. And I and I've got a lot of people that inspire the hell out of me. My parents, my other brother, my my nephews and nieces inspire me all the time because they're the eyes through the world through their eyes is pretty epic, but. Um, you know, it's very kind of you to say. And, and if anybody does want to follow me, it's Shane Griffin LA is my Instagram. Uh, that's a S H A N E G R I F F I N L A. Um, and of course, at Vitamin Patch Club is our Instagram for that, uh, which is very straightforward. And of course, uh, www.vitaminpatchclub.com. Feel free to um, drop an email if you have any more questions. You can reach us at um, contact at vitaminpatchclub.com. Uh, I'm happy to answer any questions that you guys have there that my team will divert it to say it was 
uh, in the subject, put Joshua T. Berglund, and we'll know that they'll um, that they'll send it to us, and then I will answer directly. So you have my word that if you watch this, you don't get like three hundred thousand viewers, do you? Maybe <laughs> I'm gonna freak out. Um, Podcast but, uh, is doing well, man. So anybody and, uh, wants I'm excited, to, I'm excited with what's gonna happen with PSTV too. I really am, and I, I'm excited about the people that are gonna hear your message all over the world. That that excites me because it's it, it just. I think what you're doing as a company is, is, is not only brilliant, it's needed. And I think it's required moving forward in the new world. I really do. Are you writing a book? I, I, I'm, I want to, um, I want to write a book. I I've never really verbally hundred percent given my mother my word that I want. My book would be very graphic in the sense that it would tell the whole story. Um, the things that my, my mom knows happened, but hasn't had them, um, hasn't had them, interface and as much as i think it would be important for me to get it out there i would never want to hurt her and she's she was deeply affected by by my lifestyle choices that i had when i was using and 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 took a lot of pain uh my dad i'm sure was just as worried and just as hurt but he's he's a pretty you know get her done kind of guy um my mom i just wouldn't want to hurt her and uh, i think that it would be very important to do that because there's been it's been crazy crazy world, but I want it to be authentic. I want it to be hundred percent authentic and it. to do that. It's got to be real. And there's some shit in there that some people don't know happened, you know, and some of it's gnarly and some of it's, uh, I'm more of it. I'm not proud of than M, but it did happen. And there's a message in that. There's a message in survival. There's a message, message in mistakes. There's a message in love, compassion, empathy. Um, and the big message of what, what not to fucking do, you know, that should be the title of the book. What not to effing do, you know? So, um, yeah, but, uh, it all culminated to this man. So, you know, grateful unfiltered brother, grateful unfiltered. So let me ask you last question. What should we expect from you in 2019? Um, a couple things we're going to come up with, uh, with Shane personally. Shane, personally, uh, I just hope I keep growing in the trajectory that I am. I hope I can evoke as much impact that I am into a grander scale. Um, I've got some really cool projects that I want that I'm working on with with charitable organizations, as usual. Uh, it's it's it's. I would like to be in more in front of an audience more, um, where we're like this opportunity with you, where we're getting this amazing messaging out. I think that's that's an important thing to to be able to broadcast this stuff. Um, Business wise. You know, we just want to we want to come out with a couple more products. We want to facilitate our customers' needs, um, scale the business. Uh, I've got a couple friends of mine that are that are in the wings that we're we're looking for uh, uh, jobs, and a couple of them I want to give to because they're really talented guys. Um, so I got to grow the business to be able to provide that. But I expect that our our goal this year for charitable donations was between three and eight thousand dollars a month. That's that's what I could do this month between three different charities, either one thousand all or twenty two fifty to each other one. We exceeded that towards the end of the year. We were up to almost ten thousand uh, in October, November, December. Still yet to be seen. So our goal for next year is twenty five thousand a month. So I want to more than double what we're doing now, and uh, I, we'll get there. We'll get there. It's just a matter of it's a little little bit of gritty, a little bit of grind. I know I'm signing up for the membership because it's the only vitamin I've ever taken that's been worth it. It's it's amazing. I, I, I'm a fan. Listen, Shane, uh, God bless you, brother. Thank you so much for coming on the show. 
And uh, I look forward to connecting with you again. And uh, okay. yeah, absolutely. That's God what we do. And I'll see you soon, man. You got it. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you all the listeners. And, uh, you know, just go out there and make an impact, folks. You, you've got the power to do so. You can do it. Amen. Thanks, brother. Take care. Good thank time. you. That freaking guy. Okay, so you have to watch the whole interview. Because I, like, I love, this is what I love about interacting with Facebook and, of course, radio audience, uh, streaming audience. You can interact with us at facebook.com slash gratitude unfiltered. Um, but, like, this is, like, he was amazing. He was amazing. Like, your questions were fantastic. I mean, everybody that hung on and watched, go watch the whole thing. Because it had so many different layers to it. It wasn't about the vitamins, the vitamin patch that I freaking love. It wasn't about that. It was about that much of it was that. And everything else was mind-blowing nuggets. Like, you want to watch this with a notepad. And I'm going to, you know, deal with my own voice and listen to the show again because I, I couldn't find a pen. I was wanting to write stuff down. It was freaking amazing. Dude, this was epic. Thank you, Samuel, for watching. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, constant, 10000 10, a month charitable with a goal of 25000 Amazing. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, this guy is not talking about serving. He's actually serving. It's incredible. Uh, Brad, thanks so much, man. Thank you for joining. Lotus, yeah, he absolutely beautiful soul. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming by. I, I, I really, really appreciate it. But this is exactly why... I wanted him on the show and he blew my expectations out of the water. I didn't get to ask him as many questions as I wanted, but honestly, I should have just shut my mouth and sat there in a chair and wrote and took notes and just let him talk because he was incredible. Um, anyway, so thank you. You might want to like, again, tag somebody that you think would benefit from watching this or, or share the video. That's cool. I appreciate your comments, your questions. You guys made it fun. Um, like Samuel and, uh, Brad and Lotus and Constance, like you guys for your little comments. Andrea, thank you so much. You guys asking questions like that makes us fun and uh, gets us closer to a live studio audience because ultimately that's the goal. I want to be able to interact with you guys in person and talk and have you ask questions with the guest and walk out into the audience and do all that stuff. So we're kind of pretending right now with using Fa Facebook Live as we stream all over and uh, you know, it's awesome, it's fun. You guys made it great. You guys absolutely made this show spectacular. I could not have done this without you, thank you. Brad, yes, true scholar, absolutely. Uh, again, uh, Samuel, thank you for you guys. That was all him, it was all Shane. So you guys go check him out on social media, check out vitaminpatchclub.com and he did give a promo code. Uh, so you, you'll see that on the show. If you are watching live, you can hashtag live. If you're watching uh, replay, please hashtag replay. Actually, I don't even know what the point of that is, actually. <laughs> Never mind. Brad, you're going to watch it again. I love that. Thank you. All right. I'm out of here. God bless you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for your questions. iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher. Thank you guys for the support. Um, PSTV today. Thank you. Uh, Facebook Live. Love you guys. Thank you. And uh, see you soon.